This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I guess, I'm not quite sure how to say, I'm surprised I was called on to speak. There's an old saying that those people know how to do it, do it, the other ones teach it. So I'm the teacher, I'm, t- I'm, I'm in the teaching business, so if I stay, whatever it is I'm teaching, I wasn't good at to do. You, got, you, you are still in the running to do things, so I would assume that uh, the Rabbanis is, um, you know, does Hashem Yudim Atzliach. Um, I, so I, I would say the following, that the reason, I mean, what I feel I could possibly be of help is the yeshiva by us in Silver Spring sits in the middle of a community that is, um, it's not yeshivish, even the front part of it, it's an, it's, and the yeshiva itself is, it's, it's very different because it's physically the dead center of the community. It's geographically the exact, literally the X in the middle. It is in its mission, or or just to evolve that way, that it's sort of the place where everybody comes to learn, to talk to people, and so on. Different people who work as Macarvin come in, Rabbanim, learn their part of time. So th- there is interaction with people on the outside that is um, unique, and that and it has it dovetails a lot with Rabbanis. I, I, I want to tell you the, the the topic I'd like to speak about is um, the, the we'll, we will we'll call it the Tirgum of Tyra, the translation of Tyra, and one of I think the core missions of a Rav, and it includes a very very difficult area, um, almost a tie to disaster. So I, I, I want to first, I'm going to learn up Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar speaks about shekel, why it's called Machsa Shek Shekel HaKadosh. I push it, this is one of the things I've learned how to do is, is photocopy Mara uh, uh, Makoma so that I don't have to schlep around as far as stuff. Actually, I learned it from a first professor in Baruch before there was before there was the era of computers, he would photocopy, Revolvers in Baruch would come into the mail with a, with a bag of farm to use for the shmuz. And Paul Shmulevitz would come in, he worked in encyclopedias, so I guess he was a little more efficient, so he had it all photocopied and would make a... So it says like this, it's called Shekla Kodesh. Why is it called Shekla Kodesh? Because and some of the mitzvahs need this matbeah. That's one thing. Then he says, this is why Torah is called Lashna Kodesh. It's a Lashon of Kedusha. It's the language of the used for Sadibris. He speaks with Nevi Malochim in Hebrew. Shivim Shemes is the Kulomar Lashon Kodesh, Malochim, and so on. He argues with the Rambam. The Rambam says that it's called Lashna Kodesh. Um, and then, and, and just, he finishes off and he says, All umis will come back to it. Fine. Um, he argues with the Rambam. The Rambam says it's called Lashon Kodesh because it doesn't have words for things that are not nice, for different things that are, that are not Lashon Nikia. And, um, and that's what's called Lashon Kodesh. He argues with it and he says his point over here. Um, so let's think a little bit about this. I, um, it sounds like the language has a din of Tashmish Ekdusha. You know, it's since it was used for wonderful things, HaKadosh Baruch Hu used it for Torah and, and, and the Nevi'im and this and that and the other thing. So, so therefore it became, it's like, it's like a mental that used for Sefer Torah. It's, it's Kaddish, not because there's anything unique about Velvet or whatever it is, but it was used for Sefer Torah and that's what it is. It sounds like Tashmish Ekdusha. What's the problem with that? It says the Torah preceded the world, um, you know, with the Paim Shana. Whatever it is, it means it. It's not that Kadosh Baruch who needs it. Torah itself is, is before the world, and that's Lashon Kodesh. 
so that means it's not Akash Baruch who chose amongst the people that he decided to to interact with. He found the the, the guys who spoke Ivrit, and he and they're the ones who be mikras speaking Ivrit. So everything w- w- happened to be Ivrit. So be around. Akash Baruch who made lashon kodesh for that, and, and so on. So um, the, the the nekuda is that if we think about it, language um, is really the building block of thoughts. Le Marshall, let's take a, an analogy from someplace else. If I go into um, a store and I need an American store and I need a leader of something or other, I will not be able to get one because everything here is in pints and in quarts and so on. So I maybe, I, you know, at, there's some point at which they converge, like, you know, 10,000 of one will equal 8,000 of another, but in any normal uh, amount, they're just different, they're, they're different units, and no amount is going to fit it. Um, so if I have a half, two halves will fit a quarter. Language are pieces of a machshava, and you will not be able to form a certain type of thoughts if you don't have a certain type of expression. It's one of the reasons why um, yeshivisha people find themselves using the yeshivisha sprach, because the word sprach has a certain flavor to it, and, and it, the English words have a certain flavor, and the Hebrew words, so when you have all three of them, you mix them. Um, it's, it's sometimes you feel you express yourself better. It, it also makes it very annoying for the people listening if they don't know two of the three languages. And then if you don't know two of the three languages, it makes it very, very difficult. It's, uh, it, but the point is, pieces, language are units. And you can't form thoughts and ideas except with those units. Lashon Kaidish was designed by Kaddish Baruch Hu to um, be the units, the Lego set, that you can make from it um, words, ideas, concepts that, um, f- that, can, that can faithfully reconstruct ideas of Tyra. So it's not because it happened to be used for, for, for a Kedusha, is it Kaddish? It's the language that was designed to be used for Kedusha, evidenced by the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu used it. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu pick Lashon Kodesh for Torah? Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu pick Lashon Kodesh for Nevi'im? The answer is because that's the language of Torah, language of Nevi'im. There's a similar chazal, it's Yushalmi, it's other place also, it says that there are four Lashonis. It's an Oremabionis in the Begubrin. Arba Lashonis, Ednoyen, Lishlam Sha'olam. There are four languages that are pleasant to use in the world. Ve'elahein. Laz le'zemer. Laz is very good for singing. Roimi le'krav. Roimi is good for um, f- for battle. Um, there's, in other places, there's a gears of Parsi, Sursi, Ivri le'dibur. And Ivri is for dibur. Ve'eshaim af asho le'ksav. So, these are languages that each one has its own um it's construction, just like Lahavdal and not Lahavdal, just like in computing, there are different programming languages because they built the languages to fit certain um, it, it, it's certain missions. It, 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 there's a language that's great for, let's say, scientific uh, problems. The, they, they built a language that will be easiest to be able to translate science problems and most efficient, and it works for that. It doesn't work terribly well for, for, for other things, and, and so on. Different languages work well for different things. That is a, a fundamental about language and being able to convey meaning and so on. So this is at a very, very elementary level. I want to now go to the next level. So if we have a kid and we want to teach him, we have a choice as a young age, we can teach him Lashon Kodesh, we can teach him English, we can teach him French, and by teaching him a language, we give him building blocks for understanding things. Uh, at some later date, you can pick up another language, but it, it, it doesn't have any more that power of having those pieces, or 
it takes a long while to get into it. So if you're an American and you learn Ivrit at a later age, you you can say it, but you don't instinctively grab the ideas that are projected a lot of times for, for that reason. Let's go into the next step. So there's language, and then there are, let's call them word blocks that have meaning. So... Um, right, proper, good, bad, things of that nature, they, they, they mean what we've learned to associate um, their meaning with. Um, so I'm growing up, I hear a lot about X, be a good person, be a good person, and many examples, when I did something that was quote-unquote not good, someone told me to be a good person. When I did something that was good, someone told me, that's a, now you're being a good person. So my instinctive sense of good and bad is based on those associations. So a person grows up in a yeshiva world. A yeshiva world is a world that from a young age, we have a lot of association with words. And when someone says toif, the first thing that snaps in our mind is a yid giving tzedakah, um, somebody sitting and learning. When, uh, when somebody does not grow up in that world, that's not what the word means. Um, when you say, when you hear somebody, it says, and we should be zeicha, you know, you should be zeicha to be able to sit and learn for the rest of your life. That has the same ring to us. We should be zeicha mitzvah to gula shleim here yimenu. It's you can't argue with that. It's said routinely. It it's like it 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 almost doesn't mean anything. It's hergal, but that those are hegelas for us. All the gedolim said that this is a dove that's naira has a certain ring to us. It's like telling you that, you know, the, the American Medical Association has come out flat against it. All recognized medical authorities, it has a, it has a ring to it. We have a chinuch, and it's not that we bother to rethink it every time. Hmm, so the Dolem said, who are the Dolem? What did they say? And who says they know this and that? It, it's, it, it, it's a shortcut. It, it, it's a word that is almost like an elementary definition to us. And that's how we think, that's how we understand and so on. We also have sugyas that concern us. We have the problems in life, the challenges, um, and, and so on. All of those are part and parcel of a very, very... Um, it, 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 it's, it's a ground level that we don't even think about, we're not conscious <coughs> of, and that's who we are. So a person gets up and he speaks at a very, very Hamish of Yeshiva minion, and he speaks about, um, you know, he speaks about this, that, the other thing. The topic is a topic, the words are words, subjects are, and so on and so forth. Um, when we stand in, to an audience that is not coming from there, um, we're not speaking the same language. And it doesn't make a difference. I know that I it's difficult for me a lot of times to have to remember not to say anything in Hebrew or Yiddish to sometimes you get an audience who doesn't know any, you know, they're like fire people, whatever it is. Um, there was one person who told me, well, I started teaching Asia Torah, they used, to, they used to constantly tell me, you know, you can't, you can't, you've got to start getting used to saying words in English. Someone told me he heard a, a beginner in Derek Hashem and he said he liked it a lot, but there were two words I kept using in Hebrew that drove him crazy. He said it was Ruchnius and Gashmius, and he didn't know what they were. It's like the Yid who said he made a Siam on Erevin, and just two Rosh Tevis, he still hasn't figured out, Rahi and Rahar. You know, it, it's, it's, I said, oh, so he got this shir except for Ruchnius and Gashmius. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's left of it once you take those words out. So fine, those, those are relatively minor points. But when you start speaking to people, and they and you do not share the same set of common um, of, of common language in the biggest sense of the word. Then, then what you're saying is really worthless, because 
you know, if you get up and and uh, and and you in a yeshivish setting and you say, "What are you talking about?" The chazanish and the briskarov and kolonists all said this and this, and and uh, you get up towards that and. Okay, I mean, but there were many other rabbis, I'm sure. You know, I, I'm sure these, these, these are very, very good rabbis. So what? It's, it's not only, it's not kefira, it's not, it's, it's a different world. Um, the, the musagim, the, 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 those ideas are very unique to the yeshiva world. And yes, technically, well, you must admit to me, if you believe Torah is true, and you believe this, and this is that, that's an argument. It's, it, but the reason why you buy into it is not because there's an argument. It's because there's a certain, it, it's, it's, it's an automatic building. It's your language. So the first avoider to be able to reach out to people is, first of all, understand there's a different language there. <laughs> My father's kind of Racha was, I'm sorry, he learned this about Kishiva. He was, uh, before the war yet, he was a Balabas. He had a family, lost him in the, in the war. And uh, remarried in the States. He was a shamist in shul. Um, he was a very, very he, he, a person with a lot of wisdom, and he, he was able to relate to a big circle of people. He was involved with a lot of people, and I came to help him in the, in the last few weeks or so. Um, he was sick, it was, and he was older, and it was hard for my mother to, to, to take care, so she called me, like there was nobody else, it was just me and my brother, we both lived there, so at the time, so I had a speaking engagement at a modern Orthodox shul, a very modern Orthodox shul, and I told my father I'm going to speak there. So he asked me, I thought he asked me, what are you going to say? And I started reciting whatever, and he stopped me and he said, no, who are you going to speak to? The first question is, who's the audience? Don't start with what you want to say. Look at the person and speak to him. And you'll, you'll realize, just by doing that, what, what are the words that make sense? I mean, we have sometimes the other issue. There, there was some that we were involved in who came from a super-duper, I mean, like, Kodesh HaKadoshim of Kalisol type of home. And the, the boy himself struggled a lot. And, you know, I, I mean, whatever it is, um, he, he was off the derech, which in Etzisrael requires a half a millimeter of, of, of veering, and you're in a, certainly in this person's world. Whatever it was, we, we had a, a, there was a, a, a connection, whatever it was, he was right. And Baruch Hashem, he started progressing. The family was thrilled, very thankful, but it, um, we felt very strongly progressing for that family would be that he work and earn some money on his own, and then and then learn part of the day. For many reasons, it, w- it was the right move. The family was devastated, and we found ourselves, my wife, and myself, having difficulties. We had we started using Silver Spring vocabulary to speak to Bnei Brak family, not not the same language, and and I I had to rethink of in their terms. I had to understand it, and it wasn't. Telling a person, you know, if he'll feel that he's self-worth, if he feels he can earn his own $2, he can drive a car, he can do something his own, it'll change his whole life. They didn't have that set of words, and it was useless. Whether I'm right or wrong, but the language is an absolutely useless language. I want to, by the way, explain something um, with this point of language, I think. When people envision a Durha Flogger, the Durha Flogger, is um, the the Dora flog everybody's you know as soon as the Kachparko decided to 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 be mephalic humanity, so this guy called it a brick, this guy called it a, 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 a levena, this guy called it something else, a tzigel, and 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 that's how is it. That, those are not the difficult words. Let's take an example. I've yet to hear one person say one head of a government to say. They don't, they're not interested in justice. Everybody wants justice. In America, justice means that you allow the lawyers to fight it out in court forever. In, in Russia, justice means that somebody makes a decision and cuts off one person's head and, and, and finished. It's justice. That's, that's justice. It's, it's, it's controlled. And, you know, I, I, it's a little bit exaggerating, but at the end of the day, um, the same terms, freedom, in America means doing whatever you want, including burning a flag. In another place, that's called anarchy. 
Um, so this, everybody's doing the word freedom. I've never heard anyone not hold a freedom. But what freedom means, and, and, and I'm not talking, it's not cynical only. It's genuine. There are many places where this is, this is not freedom. This is, it's, 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 a, it's a Purim. What are you, everyone decides what they want to do. A person can burn a country's flag and get away with it because it's his right. I mean, that's ludicrous. And another person says, no, who's the government? The government is, is there only if you need it. And two people use the same word. When you use the word good, right, um, I, I want to tell you a, a story that shook me for this reason. There's a modern Orthodox school in, in Silver Spring, co-ed school, and, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's something, you know, that, listen, at the end of the day, people stay from because of it and so on, and, you know, it's, it's a place where a lot of, many of our younger light teach there and so on. It's, 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 and one of our younger light was there for a Shabbos, they had a Shabbaton, and he gave a class to the kids. And, you know, he, he understood. His wife had been a teacher there for umpteen years, very successful teacher, helped a lot of kids move really forward in Yiddishkeit. And, you know, and he was, uh, so he was explaining to them, he was showing them how Torah is the best way to live, ideal way to live. So one kid looked very puzzled, and he said, but that can't be true because the Torah... Um, prohibits gay marriage. So it's not the ideal way to live. And so he, he told me the story. I said, you know, this story shook me a lot. Because if a kid would say, he would argue, he would be negative. So Pshad is, he, he understands that this is a Torah, this is him, he's against it, he's for it. I, I understand that. But here the pshat was, it was a milzah pshita to him. It wasn't the pshat that, it was a milzah pshita to him. Of course, people being able to fulfill themselves and be happy in the way they understand, that's, that's right, that's normal, that's good. We have to keep the Torah, but you can't say the Torah's idea. To, to me, the problem was, you know, we weren't arguing. We, we didn't share a common definition anymore. It wasn't the pshat, Torah is, is the best. And 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 Torah is Efekach made the world. He made Torah as a way to live. It must be ideal. And we can struggle and we can argue and we can think it's this or that. There are many arguments that are precursors, but at least the person is in the same ballpark. It is not. It is not a common denominator. And it was a tamimist. The kid asked it like a tamimistic. Uh, it's it's obvious that that what we understand today is 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 right and good, and we we we, we we're obligated to keep the Torah. But but you can't tell me it's ideal. I'll go upon him. The, 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 um, you, it, when you need to speak to somebody, the first thing is you need to ask yourself, what are the languages? What are the words that mean something to him? One. Two, when you're dealing, when you're teaching in a yeshiva setting, certainly at a younger age, what you're doing is you're giving the kids their vocabulary, their musagim. Their ideas. That's why teaching in 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 a in a, in a is is in many ways, you know, it, you you see results much quicker, much deeper because you, you came in at a level where these become his masagim. Even if he's off the derech, but at least that's the derech and he's off. In, in other words, at least we're defining where the derech is, and, and, and it may not even be that if if that's not where you where you got your masagim from. Two. When you're talking to somebody. You always need to start where that person is, not where you are. In other words, when I sit down with somebody and I want to convince him to come to Minyan, so I need to start with him. Where is he? What are his motivations? And it's so if you sit down with a, with a finer person, a nice person, Talent where the Shahar says you have to is not where he is. It's not his basis. You need to find his motive. Now I'm talking about bagels and lax, maybe. I, that's 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 international motive. But I'm talking about a neshama motive. So if you say to him, you know, communities are built when people pray together. And I know that what you care more than anything else is the sense of community. Activities are nice. But they're not consistent. They don't include God. This is something. So, if this person's this if this is if this person's yitzchak toiv is community building, 
So I'm starting with his sense of community, of type of community, and Tfila is a branch of that. I have a chance of getting him someplace. If, 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 if I tell people, I need to ask myself what... You have to sit and learn Torah because the Kaddish Baruch Hu loves Torah and you miskash the Kaddish Baruch Hu. If the word miskash the Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't mean anything to him, then, then, then you're talking to the ear because you're not talking to him. If somebody were to come to convince me to buy a new car and say, you know, when, with this car, you'll shoot down the street and all eyes will be on you. I mean, my car also all eyes on it, but for a very different reason. It's, 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 it, it's, it, 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 but it, it doesn't talk to me. If you tell me it's save your gears, it'd be cheaper, it'd be that. So he's talking to me because that's, you know, that's my angle. But if he tells me this car goes from zero to 100 in, in, in 10 seconds, I, I know it doesn't mean anything. The words don't mean anything to me. I couldn't care less. It's not, it's not hitting my innovation. So, community. You talk to a person when learning. So, and, and then it's one of the things that by us, you know, th- these are people who are very intelligent, very accomplished people. If you tell him, you know, you're a person who does and, and you know, you, you, you do, but if you would understand it, it's a different world. And the much I use is, imagine a person uses a car, but doesn't know how it works, he just knows how to run it, to a person that understands how it works. Isn't it a much different feeling when you know how something works? If to those people, it's, 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 it's something that they're used to. They, they study all, they're very into this stuff, they're into science and this, because they want to understand the world. So, so I'm dealing with Nakuda that where they're coming from. I used to work in Esha Torah, and um, I was there, I taught there for a few years. I wasn't in the Kiev department, but since it's a very Kiev place, they, 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 um, they would... Um, they, they would have a lot of, you know, I, I picked up a lot of stuff. I lived also across from Osameach. I'd get a lot of guests from there. I'd learned their cages. I, I picked up the very, very different organizations. Um, there's a mocking for both of them, and they both do wonderful things. Osameach starts with yeshiva. You know, it's yeshiva. And they try to radiate out as much as possible and get people. Asia Torah's approach is always start with the people. Not what we want to teach. What do they want to learn about? They want to learn about marriage, happy marriages. So the the causing their happy marriages. We will blend in as much as we can based on that. They want to hear about this, that, you know, whatever it is, start, and, and there's, an, there's a, a very, very strong emiss to it. We'll speak about a bit of a flip side, but I, I want to get this first point home. It's whenever you're talking to people, you need to ask yourself, who am I speaking to? This is a community-minded person. This is a person that this is a person who knowledge and understanding is important to. This is a person whose connection with the young generation, morals, this, that, whatever it is, um, you need. And Zionism, it's it's something where yes, the Shiva world has its mahalach, but if the people are very strong Zionistic, um, I spoke for a group once. This is a long time ago, and. Again, it was a one time. I was there for my mitzvah. It was erev Shabbos mevarchim yom atzmot, so I needed to address, uh, you know, the the yomim barleinu lekasein l'shalom of yom atzmot, and it was it was I couldn't. I mean, it was many years ago. It was it was a relative of mine, and I so I spoke, and my I spoke about that everybody is most deeply connected to Israel. It's something that every yid you know feels on, and sort of reinforced the idea that when it comes to Israel, we're both. I mean, the same page. What does Eretz Yisrael mean? And the point I tried to make was Eretz Yisrael is, is, is a feeling of ruchnius. It's a depth of ruchnius, a connection that you can't have in Chutz And therefore, it obliges us to act differently. And I would suggest as a practical thing that people accept a special mitzvah they do in Eretz Yisrael. They don't, you know, when they go to Eretz Yisrael, they don't hear. If a person doesn't have Mayrav anywhere, you know, there's an audience that, I'm not sure Milka Mayrav or... Was was the first thing on their on their agenda in the evenings? I said, "How about when you go there? So you always admire. If you don't admire anyway, done with a minion, you know things of that nature." And I kept reinforcing, like this is you know before Matzmut, this is the most. I think this is the most important thing to speak about. I, you know, if I would let's say I felt it was the most critical thing to speak against your Matzmut, so where would it get me? I mean, hopefully they would let me stay till the end of the Shabbos in the, in the hotel over there. But let's say, what, what's the point of it? That's not the point of it. I need to start with where they are and move them <coughs> to where Lishita Soi. Um, 
that is one area that I think is very important. So, first of all, the big change is going to be who are you speaking to. In a yeshiva setting, you're speaking to either people who have the same musagim, and the question is just, am I going to teach another or tamatayr or tefillah with this chazal, but it's the same, same point? Or people that have very different musagim, I need to speak to what kalim the people have. What, what's the, where am I going to anchor the, the, the thing I'm going to say? Two, probably the most important thing a Rav will do, one of the reasons why Rabbanus is frustrating is because when you're in a yeshiva setting, you see fairly rapid results. A kid comes in, and especially when you're, when you're Zohar to be in a class that's a critical, like a ninth grade Rebbe, uh, a first Rebbe Smedrish Rebbe, it's like the kid goes from being a kid to being a Bacha. To, to, it goes from, from struggling with a laning to be able to say a Vart. Those are amazing, amazingly satisfying feedbacks. You will not get that in a shul. It's, it's not natural. It, the age is, is different. The fact that people are so preoccupied other things. So, yes, it, one of the things that's frustrating is at the end of the day, you feel you're doing caretaking. Uh, you, you're making sure the kashas is good. you make sure the, 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 the mikveh is good. you make sure it's good. Believe me, those are major undertakings, and and um, and they're you know, and it's not. But nobody likes to feel that he's just maintaining something. You like to feel you're moving forward. One of the most important things a rav does is he builds a vocabulary for these people. If you describe what learning is like. If you describe the kedusha of people who sit and learn full time, of people who spend, and so on, so all of a sudden they hear it. There are many shuls with you can't talk to a person about sending his son to yeshiva because he doesn't even understand. But he says there's no such thing. I mean, sitting and learning there's no such thing. But if he's heard twenty five times over the, over the over a bunch of years a story about a person who what it's like for a person who's kolkolitayra. What it's like when the years a person spends in yeshiva, shaku and learning. What is it like to, to the experience of it? Um, someone told me um, he's actually a, he's a very successful rob now that he owes the yeshiva by us bigger karsatov. His father was a very fine balabas, never dreamt of sending him to any yeshiva to learn because he never learned yeshiva and he's from and his kid learned in a school, you know, in a, in a religious school and that's it. The yeshiva came, he started coming to yeshiva, he liked it. He didn't end up sending him to a yeshiva, yeshiva, but he ended up sending him to a, a yeshiva, and the person himself became a batera. And he said, it was the first time my father just even saw what the word means. And he's a firm person. You know, he's a typical Washington, grew up, they went to public school, they were very firm and fine people, good people. But at the end of the day, he didn't have musagim. So when a person speaks and is able to build a repertoire of musagim, then the next generation, they themselves, you have what to build on. So then we talk about supporting a kailal. He, he, he understands at least, he has those meanings of the carousel. I want to warn from a flip side. It says that Akadish Baruch who, um, you know, that, that Moshe was Hail Bayer Moshe Tyran in Ayin Lashin. So in Dvarim, Moshe Rabbeinu is mevayed to turn ayin lashen. So this Fasemis says many times, others that he wanted Torah to be able to be translated in all the shyness. So he was, he, so he was, he, he was mevayed in ayin lashen. It doesn't mean that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving the shmuz that I'm giving now about speaking other people's language. That you don't, that's not Moshe Rabbeinu's job. Those are, those, those, are, those are coaching jobs. That's not Moshe Rabbeinu's uftu. Moshe Rabbeinu's uftu was that he allowed for Torah to translate itself because we have a problem. When we translate it, and especially if we're very sensitive to what I'm saying, we have a tendency to lose in the, something in translation and to freeze this new musik as Kurdish. So I need to translate certain things. Community. Shabbos is about family. Uh, uh, synagogue is about community. Um, and so on. But, so, Kolzman, I have a foot in both worlds. 
and I'm translating it. Nicha. Kolzman, my goal is to get people to use the Musogam and terminology that I've sort of presented as a, as a ladder for them, for their children, for their family to move forward, then Nichale. Many times, and this, is, this has become, there have become problems, it becomes cut off from the Shirish, and it becomes a language unto its own, not connected anymore to Yiddishkeit. And then you start having the problems. Well, you know, it, 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 it's it's conservative movement. Reform movement was a behedian movement to to break. So, so that was a conscious effort. Conservative movement actually was a movement to, to to come back to sort of retain. But when once you translate it, and you make the translation, the ikan. I don't mean just the language. I, I mean the, the content, the meaning, the the fundamental associations. Then you create a problem. And and um, and sometimes it says like by Agrippus Amelach, they they you know that, that was Hanufa Agrippus Hanufa, where where th- in an attempt to be pleasing, they went over the boundary and and were misalif the Torah. So the marshal, um, and let's take a, 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 an issue that 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 we can that's that's a delicate issue, gay gay in, in marriage and inclusion of of of, of, of gay people, etc. etc. That whole topic. So, it, it, one way to say it, Ashanda Nacharpe of Abusha, what are you talking about? Is that it'll get you a great job in some communities. It, it won't even get you through the front way in some other communities. So, if you're in a community where everybody agrees with it, so fine. I mean, then then I guess you wouldn't be here. Then the the, the, the rabbinus requires wearing a frack and a Hamburg and, and saying Shekloli. It doesn't require much more than that. That's fine. If you're in a community that's sort of standing on the on the on the on the borderline, which many many more like you know, I, I was shocked when I heard this thing about a kid saying it so innocently. Um, you're gonna have a problem. So, it's one thing to say. Listen, our job is to bring people in. And everybody struggles with something. Everyone has difficulties. But everybody has a Yiddish neshama. Everybody has what he wants to bring to the table. And what I mean is, this person might, might have tremendous chukah to do mitzvahs. So I can respect the chukah mitzvahs. I can know that he's struggling with the taiv and so on. I can um, I can say to myself and so on. That's an attitude that could work, you know. And again, there are th- certain things that you can't do. You can't. Um, it's not the topic, but Lamashal, Just like if somebody comes and tells me, you know, so and so sits at home, Shabbos, smokes cigarettes. It's a shanda comes to shul. If if it's so so yes, if if the shul is a lake minion, it's a shanda. If a shul is a shul that's for Sibur and he wants to come to shul. It's not my business to be Derish what he does at home. I mean, it's my business to try to be on him, but but that's not. But if but the person can't sit in the shul with a cigarette and smoke, that that's that, that's something that he can't do by all counts. So it's one thing if a person struggles personally with tivus, even if a lot of people know about it. It's another thing when when you want to give it a stempel of tayv, including the avera, is 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 destroying Torah. Including the Aveira, having somebody sit and smoke on Shabbos in the shul, then basically what you're saying is smoking's okay. Instead of saying a smoker has in himself good points and bad points, some of it, some of it, um, his fault, some of it not his fault. But very important to make that distinction. But you end up, if if you're not careful, the one thing you can't do is you can't stray from the emes. You can say. I understand it's difficult. I understand some people struggle with it. You don't have to be a psychologist and say, well, anybody can get around. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I, my, my, my best muscle is there are people <coughs> that struggle with a very strong tivus nashim. So, 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 you know, is, is that perverted? Not perverted. Is it, is it, is it, is he rab be'etzim? Akash Baruch gave him the taiva. Um, the, yes, I'm, I'm a nice person. I don't do terrible affairs. But maybe if I had a taiva like him, I would. I don't know. But but, but so I can say, listen, I see the taiva in the person, and I know the areas that we have to try to struggle with. But to to, to make that good, to make anything about it good, is 
is is is a sila for the Torah. It's a zia for the Torah, and there are many shitas that speak about that being chayev um, to be moisanefish. In other words, a person may make a decision again kefi enya kefi mokum that. I, I, you know, everyone's included, everybody's welcome, even if it's your dua that, that he does X, Y, or Z, because our job is to latch onto the good and to use <coughs> it as an anchor to develop further. And Bez Hashem someday will come when this Yetzar will also be able to accomplish. But once it becomes, we need, we need to accept it as it is, meaning because the ra that the person does is acceptable, that is unacceptable. Even people went to jail. So, yes, the person stole this and that. I don't know what his struggles are, and I have to believe that he's going to try to do good. But I'm never going to sanction the stealing, and I have to be very blunt about it. So it's a real trick. It's a trick where Moshe Rabbeinu was able to, to be mevayar ter in Ayin Lashen means to find words in Ayin Lashen that are acceptable for, for giving over the Torah. And that's why it's one of the things I don't like the word perversion, because it's a hickey word. I'm sorry for anybody. If anybody's a hickey, please excuse me for, for, for being so um, not fully correct. I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a horror. The Torah says it's usr. It's a chayk. It's usr because it's usr. It's not usr for any other reason. And it's usr of yavar That's all that's important to me. Anything else, and again, the only thing I'm not a best in, I, I'm not a Sanhedrin. I, we don't give, you know, we don't, we, we don't have skillless bismanaseh. But right is right, wrong is wrong. Work with a person? Yes, because the person has a chelik that's definitely toif, and I believe this person's struggle with Ra is very difficult. It's a strong, it's a, it's a strong struggle for him. And, 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 and I'm willing to do and work and accept the person for the toif that's in him. I never, ever can sanction what is not right. And... and so I'll go point. So we'll just wrap up, and then if there's questions and so on that people want to talk about, we can talk a bit. Um, so the biggest, I think one of the biggest things are, with, with the biggest <coughs> distinctions is, we were, we, all of us, I think, were more or less brought up in yeshivas, so we've been in a long time yeshivas. We have a set of terms and meanings that are natural to us. We don't even know how much till we walk outside. When we talk to people, we use our words and our meanings and our associations as natural, and it's far from natural to anybody else. Um, the trick is to develop a vocabulary that's, that fits the people. The trick is to understand what nekud of toiv in the person can I build on? What's the toiv in the person? For some people, it's honorable. For some people, community. For some people, it's family. For some people, it's generation. For some, there are a lot of, lot of things. You talk to people and people want to do for the Jewish people. Rab Noach, I was, I, at the beginning I found it amusing that his message was to do for the Jewish people. People would give him people who were married to Goyim would give him millions of dollars and they themselves would come from in the end because it's, so it was ridiculous to me. He, he's, he's asking people to be Marbet's Torah before they have any Shaykh's Torah. Like, you got to do for Jewish people but you're not Jewish yourself. Or, or you know, you're, you're, you're Bekoishi. But for, for a lot of people, it was a hook. If you understand that the Chacham is to find the hook in the person, the language that speaks to him, to bring him to the, to the Mokim you want to bring him to, that is you giving the people these languages, even though it's a later age, but these associations and languages and axioms that become part of the natural thinking, that's, that I think is very important. The, the, the place to stay away from is you always must be translating the Torah. But when you cut the translation away because people like the word that you used, they like the term, they like it, and, and you, you might say, you realize all of a sudden, hey, you know, when I speak about X, Y, or Z, they're very, very inclusion. Everybody jumps up and says, yeah, it's all about inclusion. There's always a sakana that I'm just going to drift away from the mucker and <coughs> I'm going to end up translating the English into Hebrew instead of Hebrew into English. Those are the points that I wanted to discuss that I felt from experience I could discuss. Any any points people want to raise or whatever? Saying Shabbos is about family, is that, is that where, what, what's the accuracy of that? So I'm giving you as a muscle, but you could do it. The fact is, it, it starts with Mikro Kaidish, 
when the Ramban says Mikra Kodesh means Asifa Sa'om to be Kodesh to be Kodesh the the Yontif, the family comes together. It's a time for the family to come together and celebrate Yiddishkeit. You know, it's it, it's if if that gets the people to come always Shabbos and you have to do something, it's it's something that it could work works, and people are sensitive. You you, you tell people. I want to tell you something. I was speaking to somebody a few months ago. He was discussing something. This person deals with Israeli Yordim who are in America, and there are come out a million of them. In, 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 I don't know if in all America, but it, it, there are come out a million Yordim. Many of them have zero Yiddishkeit, because now it's just all that no Yiddishkeit came here. And there was an organization, there are organizations, Ramesh Shapiro was very involved in this. Um, that was the connection with, with the person. And he tried very much to reach out to them. They tried to do something. But he told me the hook that they, they reach out. He said, the chilonim, they have no interest. You talk about Hashem, Kodesh Baruch Hu, nothing. He said, you know, what the, you know what the hook is? They realized that they're Israelis. Their son is going to be Tom, um, marry Jill de Shiksa, and have zero in common with him. And that scares the wits out of them. He said he, he was at a meeting somewhere in Florida with a group of really matzliach millionaires, Israelis, and, and totally chiloni. And he started talking and beating around the bush. And the guy stops him and says, He says, I am a businessman and I have a lot on my plate. And so are all of us. We didn't come for this. Let me tell you what I came for. My kid is in public school, and I don't see any connection with him, and I don't see that he'll stay by me. Tell me what it takes. If it means not driving on Shabbos, I won't drive on Shabbos. If it means kosher, it's going to drive up a wall, but I'm going to do it. You tell me what's going to keep my kids, and, and I'm there, because that's the only thing that matters to me. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's true, but that's what matters to me. I'm serious. I'm, you know what? I, I want to tell you, I always found it amusing, but it's, it's not like that. I found it amusing that people who kept no Yiddishkeit whatsoever, they, child marrying a guy, Rahmanat, they, they were willing to do anything. Why? They don't understand it themselves, because, same reason, they were brought up that there's only one terrible thing, marrying out is terrible. But what is in? What's the in? I don't know, but marrying out is a no-no. I'm serious. It's, 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 it's a... It's, so you need... So that's what you build on. That's the toyev, that's the nakuda, that's the hook. When you, when, when, in Atisrael, everything made out of stone. Here, I learned that if you put a nail most places in the wall, you'll do nothing but make a hole in the wall. You have to find the place where you can anchor it in, where there's a stud, where there's a piece of wood. People have that. Family is a good thing. And they talk about the only family that stays together is the Yiddish family, because there's something Yiddish that unites a family. You know, use it. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, you know, so obviously, sometimes you know the, the argument goes because everyone said, "Well, since we've got to keep a family together, so let's all drive together for you know, let's try, you know." Yes, it it, it became a a, a, a segue out, and, that, and that's where we have to be careful. But to use it as a hook, that's that's very important. That speaks to them. Is there any specific method coming into the community that's already been there for a while? Rabbi's coming into the community. How's he supposed to figure out that? Speak, <coughs> speak to people, and. You know, when you have a, uh, when you sit down with a person, you meet a person, you talk with him, especially about them, and you can tell him, "I see you're so involved with this, um, and I admire it." Tell me, like, what if, what makes you um, work so hard for the shul? Tell me about some things. A person will will open up, you know, when you compliment him, and he'll start telling you about things, and you'll see you'll see what speaks to him. He had a grandfather. He had a this. He had a that. I had a, just, just, just a bit off topic, but it's kind of, sometimes you never know what does it. In Asia Torah, you know, there'd be people floating off the street, and um, and at some point, you know, you, you get a sense, there's this, this, a cloud goddle, like this guy was floating here, this guy was floating there, you know, there, there were reasons why people would. One day, a boy walks in, must be about 17, 18-year-old boy, and he wants to come to Yeshiva to learn. Very determined, very smart, and very determined. And I think at that time, I was involved maybe in the process. They had like a whole bunch of different people interviewing. And I asked him, what are your goals in yeshiva? So he pulls out a huge safe on Taharis of real strong lambdas. I want to be able to understand this. 
<laughs> this kid knows nothing, and he keeps nothing, and he and so like I I, I asked I said that's that's a wonderful goal. I said like why why like why'd you pick up this goal? He opens up the front card. He says my grandfather wrote this, and they told me he didn't write this on this. His grandfather wrote a whole a whole series of, of those farms. His grandfather was a big Ilya Goyen. He was a, he was a a a Rashiva somewhere, and the daughter was off the derech. She married somebody and not from the kids had no chinuch, but they had this farm. And they were huge, and they looked impressive. And the daughter always told them that that you know, grandfather is a great genius. And these are the, the books that he wrote. And that's so that he wanted to be the goal, you know. And and uh, he, I mean, he was there for, certainly for a while. And I told I, I mean, it's been a long time. And I, mean, I know I know the name, and I and, and I know the grandfather. Well, I, I don't know the grand. I didn't know him personally, but he wrote huge Chibur Matiris. And and it was like it's one of these things like <laughs> off the chart. And, and, and but for him, that was that. It was. Uh, No such thing. So you know what? So, so two things. First of all, basketball is not really a hook. It's like a tim. So if you like basketball, you play basketball together. But many people tell you, what do you enjoy about it? People will tell you, you know, I like teamwork. I, li- I, I like the fact that, you know, <coughs> what, what basketball, you ask me, what does basketball have to offer and so on? Um, a lot of times people will say something usually if a person usually has something that is meaningful to him a person would not be so osake in a shul or something if he touches a rabbi it's because something means something to him for many people it's marriage you know whether they the, the marriage is not great or they're looking to get married they're looking to have family they're looking to do something with themselves accomplish you you need to get a feeling the person will talk about especially it's a manshach. If somebody is active in the shul, like you said, you come to a shul, the people who are active are, are active for a reason, and they'll talk to you about it. And if people are, um, you know, or, or the fact that they interact with you more than say hello, Rabbi, we'll, we'll, we'll talk sometime. I'm I'm glad to meet you, and that's it. If the person is willing to engage a conversation, there's something that is drawing him to you, and you fill it out. Sometimes they'll fill it out right away. Sometimes it'll take a while. Yes. In finding the balance between needing to communicate with them in their language <coughs> and also the need to form a new language for them, give yes. them new definitions. So is this something that's somewhat in stages? Like first you have to gain their trust and make the connection with them through speaking in their language and then you start giving them your language? Or is there constantly some kind of balance or synthesis of the two? It's both. It, it depends. On, in other words, when you're saying a drasha, you're, what you're going to do is you're going to start <coughs> translating how sitting and learning translates the things that they find meaningful. One of the reasons why Reb Nassim Svizatzal was such an easy target to use to, to, to speak is because you could speak about his asmada and his kindness together. And somewhere in people's minds, you're able to associate that his Igi and Taira somehow brought out the best in Midas. Um, in, and it, so that became like a crossover for a lot of people. Um, and it's also, you know, when you, when you speak, and it's, like I said, it's a long-term process because they hear a Joshua once a week. They already are coming. It's not a Nyar Cholok. There's a lot, a lot of bits and pieces that are written already. And it's, it's when they get to, to a certain stage. They'll, but you're building it. There'll be no other kids. You know, the next generation. Yeah, let's say, let's say you decide you want to be machme on something. Let's let's say, let, let's give an example. Let's say you decide that you want to upgrade this, that, or the other halachically. You you need, you know, for instance, let's say the mechitza could use an upgrading. So it's not your first priority, but at some point you'll you, that that'll be a point. If the word kedusha and tahara doesn't mean anything, and the only argument will be in halacha, it'll be a problem. If the music of being mehader al tzara the difference between a person who does what he has to do, or or the person who does something that he wants it to be right, if those are not in place, you're going to have a hard time explaining it. It's it's one of the reasons why when you try to argue certain halachic things, certain things from a halachic angle, it doesn't go. You know, it's it, it's it's flimsy. 
it, it, if the person doesn't have the musagim, you, you're missing all the bullets. So building up slowly, that the word kedusha, that, that a person speak about um, kedusha positively, so that you understand that the separating the men and the women is shul is not exeus hakasif. It, it has real reasons. So, so if you build up that, you know, every person has taivas, <coughs> and when you have, and when, and when a person has a taiva, he's not ruchni. When person, when they get that at some point, and that's why, you know, the Torah gives us a, a, a bubble of kedusha. And when a person is in a mode of kedusha, then he can focus on kashbaruch You can't focus on kashbaruch when your taivas are, are, are running wild. If you build up those musagim, and so someday when you come to say, you know. The standard for Kedush in our shul should be upgraded. At least, at least you said something. What happens when a lot of what, what Torah is speaking about is sort of a long-term process? Yes. What happens when it's sort of an immediate emergency? Someone, someone's there trying to do something. Marry a man. This man is trying to marry a man, and you need to deal with it right now. Speak to the shul about it. How do you communicate sort of in that emergency fashion? So, so you, usually, uh, usually at at um, at some, uh, you know, it, it's rare that you have such a transgression because they would have asked you if this is a type of challenge the community faces, <coughs> they would have asked it to you front up, and you know, and you would have either or, that you know, they, they wouldn't have waited for it to happen. So, so so you don't expect to be in, in that type of confrontation. Um, but you can say, you know, you can talk about people. It, it, most people don't like it when someone is hurt. So if you say, listen, um, let's give an example. Let's say this person does that, or this person marries a goya, and you don't want to let him lane anymore for the for the for the amit or, or whatever it is. So you can tell the community, listen, I know how difficult it is. I know this person has many milas, and as is that, but a shul. The, 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 the communal interaction sets a standard of emis. And we need to set it just like even if I'm doing that right, I don't change the Torah. I wouldn't have the, the guts to change the Torah for it. I need to, we need to preserve in, a sh, in the shul sphere, we can't. So somebody who is, who is doing something that's absolutely not a Torah publicly, he can't get an aliyah or whatever it is, but it's not, you know that this person has many, many good qualities. You know that this person struggled with it. It wasn't easy. You know all that. But at the end of the day, um, you, you, you need to explain why on the public forum you have to make a... a and the best much of this, you know, many people do things at home Shabbos that may not be ideal. <coughs> but if somebody sits and smokes a shul, you can't have him lame. It's, it's just not... You know, you can have in shul. You know, so I, I think that that's a way that you have to go. But it's hard to believe that someone takes someone who looks like you, and that'll be the first problem in the community. It's uh, you know. It's, so okay, but uh, but you know, I, I want to tell you. Uh, I guess just to sort of um, balance it a little bit in the sense of there are a lot of frustrations. And you, you, you a lot of times don't <coughs> see any progress and you, you deal with frustrations day in, day out. And, and, and in a yeshiva, in a balchuvi yeshiva, you either succeed or fail. But when you succeed, six months later, the, the, the person has gone from, 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 from X to, to, to a whole different world. In a shul, you'll never see it. But I, I recently, we had a... An, um, we had a a, a mice that happened over the course of years that drove home a point to me and my wife. Somebody called us, Hermat Yisrael, an Adam Chashab Yaisen, older person, he's an old Slabotka Talmud from Slabotka yet, so he's not young. And the Adam Chashab Yaisen, he has that same Slabotka, everything, you can't do enough good. You know, doing good and reaching out is wonderful. So he calls me up, ah, Rebam, was how's the kids, it's that, you know, fine. He said, you know, I have a cousin, he has like a second cousin who lived in America, lives in America, from a Choshev way back when, that's who. And she married somebody not so from, they lived in the sticks of the sticks. <coughs> this person is a very, very big scientist. But they live in a place where there was only reform, temple of sorts, and that's it. But now they're moving to my area, Saisi Mikarev, 
to be makar of them and, and, you know, this and that and so on and so forth. I said, yeah, I'll invite them. He said, no, he said, bring them. So, okay, he, he called another time. I picked up a phone. I left these people a message. I heard you moving in. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome. Um, you know, I'd love to if I can help you anyway. They, they emailed us back. Thank you so much for the help. We'll see. I offered to show them some houses in the area, schools, this, that. So, uh, you know, she, she met my wife. She's a very fine person. She, she, she had seen from things. So she was familiar with from things. But she wasn't keeping anything. And fine, she, they moved not to our area. They moved to a very wealthy area. That's some Yiddish guy, not not awful lot. And they had two children, a boy and a girl. The boy they sent to JDS, which is a um, non-denominational school. Non-gender, non-denominational. <laughs> and... Um, and, uh, you know, and the girl didn't even want to go there, and the girl, she was already in college or not, whatever it is. Kids, uh, the phone calls never stopped, like every few weeks, about how are things going, what's health, what's health, the kinder, this and that. Nope, with the cuisine. <laughs> I wanted to tell him, old man, it's lost, forget it, forget it. You know, like, like <laughs> but he was so sweet and so nice, we reached out to invite him for a Shabbos. <clears throat> they came for, the girl didn't even want to come for Shabbos, he had no patience. The boy came, sweet boy, nice boy. Zehu, the nice people, fine people, positive about Yiddishkeit, not not negative, but but <laughs> I, I think they belong to an orthodox uh, shul, but nothing else. Kids, uh, um, one of our younger light taught in JDS, and he had a kesha with this boy. The boy liked him a lot, and the boy had a kesha, and he was really turned. He was you know, he was positive with with this person. It wasn't didn't become much. It was positive. One of the menial in the girls' group, a cats, was saying a dafayomi in that area. For some reason, the father and the son decided to come to Afyomi and he started going to Afyomi. Bekitza, I'm in Eretz Yisrael and I'm in Derech, Derech, uh, program for Asameach. And I spoke, and after the summer comes over and he says, I'm also from, from the Civil Spring area. I said, Yeah? He tells me the name. I said, Oh my gosh. It, it was, you know, white shirt, black pants. Learning away, Asmadirava, Besbacha kind of, you know. And I was just blown away. He learned another year, now he's, he's doing smicha somewhere and he's a very fine employee. Right. A few months ago, my wife was in the supermarket in, and a Haredi woman comes up, Oh, Yafa, how are you? I says, um, who, Like, she looked at her and she says, Oh, right. I said, Yeah, no. I said, Oh my gosh. She, she's wearing a shaitel, she's just long, she's everything that. And my and I said, oh, you know, that's so nice to see you. This and that. And he said, let me show you a picture. And my daughter expecting it first. She was a picture of a daughter. She's she's just Haredi. She's wearing a shaitel. She's very. And I says, pardon me for asking. Is that a shaitel? She says, of course. And she got me to wear a shaitel. And her husband is a machanach. And they live in somewhere. And he's running a, a, a school for kids and this and that. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I went back, I, I, I called, and I said, I told, you know, it, it, it was over a course of years, and he never gave up. He never gave up because, you know, there's no reason to give up. You must be, and, and he, he never looked for results. He's, he, and, and my wife said, this is a big, it was before Roshani and Kippur, it was like before Roshana. So she said, you know, we learned our lesson and we immediately called up somebody else that somebody else had been nudging us to have a Kesha with. And we kept on telling him, it's a waste of time, leave me alone. You know, it's the same thing. And, and you know, you, 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 a person sometimes has to prioritize time. And you have X amount of time, you have X amount of kohos. Yes, the decision to make where it's more kedai to put. But not being mashpia is not a reason. I learned it. Oh, sorry, I'm telling you. It's like, you know, I, 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 my wife came back. She was like overwhelmed. She said, you'd never guess who I met today. And she told me, the same person. I said, yeah, the son is what she said. The son, you should see what the daughter looks like. <laughs> you know, she, 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 she was showing her her pictures. And, and you know, it's, it, it's amazing. And, and the thing is, um, so, so yes, it's, it takes a long time. But I, I, there was a Ravain um, was kind of Racha. Once there, he, he, there was somebody whose granddaughter um, from his from his kahila got engaged, and Ravain came in. He was very very moved. She was engaged to Rabban Shechter's 
um, grandson. Very nice. So he was very moved. And I said, oh, yes, he's very nice. He told me, you don't understand. He said, this person walked into my shawl one day, a long map of hair, had never seen a shawl in his life before. And people were coming for the Kiddush, and they, 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 they were nice to him, the Kiddush, people started inviting him, and it's been a long, and he says, and his granddaughter is married to Rebbein grandson. It's not just the Balabas, and, you know, as a, it's, and it was, none of it was, it doesn't carry the immediacy and the drama of, of a yeshiva, which, which is rewarding. That's why chinuch is so rewarding, because you can see, like, in, in a tkuf of a year, you can see incredible changes, and, and sometimes even less. But this is longer term, but a lot of times it's, it's healthier, it's easier. It, it's, I mean, it's healthy, it, it lasts longer, but it's, um, it takes a belief that, you know, that Dvar Hashem doesn't come back Reikom. And as long as what you're saying is emis and right, and you mean it, then it'll have Ashpah. And if, you know, not today, tomorrow, if not tomorrow, it's the day after tomorrow. You know, we, we don't know. So, okay. Vatslacha. And uh, you send your report, absolutely. Yeah.